Turn with me to Judges chapter 4. Judges chapter 4. Seventh book of the Bible, so it's way over to the left. Judges chapter 4 and verse 1. For a number of years, uh, Shirley Dobson uh, did the National Day of Prayer. She organized that and uh, had a great influence on our, our country in that way. Uh, others like uh, Margaret who, who shared with us and, and Candy and others who are involved in uh, our Choices Resource Center. Uh, there's a lady that I, I follow on Twitter named Lila Rose who puts a whole lot of stuff out there about pro-life stuff. Uh, there are a lot of women that make a great difference and influence our nation in a positive way uh, toward what's right and towards the things of God. But I'm convinced that the greatest influence a woman has is in her home because uh, some of the most profoundest ministry I've ever experienced, I experienced in the home at the hands of my mother. And it is still affecting me today. Uh, what a blessing to have a godly mother. Um, and we need to, um, to fear God as his people uh, and to follow him and honor him. Uh, as mothers do this, they fulfill a unique role in helping to provide a stability and a comfort and an encouragement in the home that is a great strength to the whole family. Um, the scripture we're looking at today uh, talks about a lady named Deborah. Uh, who was as described in chapter 5 as a mother in Israel. She was actually the mother of the nation of Israel. Uh, she took care of all of them. Uh, one of the things that was interesting about the book of Judges is that by and large, people did not do what they were supposed to do in the book of Judges. Most everybody was doing the wrong thing, but here is a godly woman who is doing the right thing and is making a difference. In her world, often I've seen the whole other part of the family may be doing crazy, uh, doing all different kinds of things. Uh, but if there's a godly mother at the center of that home, there is some hope for that family as she prays and as she influences that home. Uh, of course, uh, fathers are important too, uh, but we're looking at mothers uh, today, and uh, and what a great example Deborah is of some principles that we can look at uh, for the ministry, the powerful ministry of a godly woman. And that's the title of my message today. Um, we need to fear God and to follow Him uh, so that we can set a good example for that next generation. Um, so the powerful ministry of a godly woman. Look at verse 1. It says, The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud had died. So the Lord sold them to King Jabin of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth of the nations. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, because Jabin had 900 iron chariots, and he harshly oppressed them 20 years. Deborah, a prophetess and the wife of Lapidoth, uh, was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to settle disputes. She summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kedesh and Naphtali and said to him, Hasn't the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, 
Go deploy the troops on Mount Tabor and take with you 10,000 men from the Naphtalites and the Zebulonites. Then I will lure Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, his chariots and his infantry at the Wadi Kishon to fight against you and I will hand him over to you. Barak said to her, if you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. I will gladly go with you, she said, but you will receive no honor on the road you're about to take because the Lord will sell Sisera to a woman. So Deborah got up and went with Barak to Kedesh, and Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali to Kedesh. Ten thousand men followed him, and Deborah also went with him. Now, I'm not going to read the whole story to you, uh, but long story short, God uses Barak under the instigation of Deborah to save the Israelites from destruction at the hands of Jabin. And ultimately, he uses another lady named uh, Jael or Jael um, to uh, kill Sisera, but that's another story. What I want to focus to you uh, today is these steps that Deborah took uh, in her ministry to Israel because I believe the woman... Uh, her ministry in the home is so important to the family. Uh, I, I believe a woman often can be an anchor to a family uh, through her influence and through her godliness. Uh, so the powerful ministry of a godly woman, how uh, can, can ladies minister? By the way, this, this can apply to everybody, not just ladies. All of us can minister in these ways, but these especially apply to a lady's ministry in the home. Uh, first of all, how to minister, they can share God's wisdom. They can share God's wisdom. Verse 4 says that Deborah was judging Israel at the time. She had a godly wisdom. She had been in the word of God. She knew the wisdom of God's word. And she was able to share that wisdom. She had a wisdom, I believe, from the Holy Spirit as well. As she helped them settle disputes. Uh, and uh, she helped them in the different things they were facing there in that nation at that time. Uh, so she was sharing her wisdom. Uh, I, I think of a lot of different people who were, who were wise uh, and influence others with their wisdom. Uh, I think of Abigail. You remember Abigail? The story where David is, has been guarding Nabal's uh, land and and the, the custom of the time was you guard the land and then they will give you some of the harvest as a payment for guarding the land. But of course Nabal was unwilling to do that. And so David had strapped on his sword and he and all his men were going to go and kill Nabal and everybody in his household. They, they, they were furious uh, that he had kept from, from paying them. But Abigail went out with some food and uh, met David and gave him these provisions and said, look, basically I'm, I'm putting this in Tennessee English, but my husband's an idiot. He has no sense and he doesn't realize that he has made himself a stitch to you and that he will die if, if, if you don't show mercy. And so I'm coming to plead on behalf of my husband that uh, you would show mercy to our household and, uh, and, and, and here, you won't have to have this on your conscience when you rule as king. And so here, please receive these things, these provisions as payment, but also as a gift. Uh, and, and please turn from your anger. And of course, David does, and he shows compassion. And then God takes care of Nabal. Um, 
but, but Abigail, through her wisdom, saved her whole household. I can remember my mom sharing wisdom with me from God's word uh, from an early age. One of the, the ones she loved to, to quote when I was in trouble was, the way of the transgressor is hard. I don't know how many times I heard that in my childhood. But she would quote that, and that would stick. And, and you know, I would just think about that. The way of the transgressor is hard. Uh, and then uh, other times she would say, uh, listen, Roger, never forget, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And uh, other scriptures that she shared with me, I'm so grateful for the wisdom that she invested in our lives and, um, and made a, really a profound difference, I believe, in my life. Uh, through her prayers and through her wisdom. So, ladies, be in God's word. Everybody, be in God's word. And then share God's wisdom with others as the Holy Spirit leads you to share. And you will be a profound influence and help to people around you. So, uh, the first powerful ministry of a godly woman is that she can share God's wisdom. Secondly, she can share God's peace. God's peace. Verse 5 says she settled disputes. Moms are usually pretty good at settling disputes because they have so much practice. Uh, I, I remember um, my mom uh, telling, telling me and my brothers and sisters and, you know, and uh, Sherry doing the same thing with our kids. Uh, one of the funniest, though, my sister, she has seven kids. And whenever I call her on the phone, it's, it's continual chaos in the background. And uh, this one's hit this one, and this one's done this to this one. And uh, I, I get really entertained because she'll say, she'll say, okay, you stop it right now or you're going to get a whipping. And then she'll say, uh, tell your sister you're sorry. Tell your brother you're sorry for what you said to him. And let me tell you what's going to happen if y'all continue this. And, you know, and so I'm listening to all this, and I'm laughing on the other side of the line. And then she finally comes back on. But it's like that every time I call. But moms are just good at that, aren't they? Sherry, they have a way of being peacemakers. Uh, moms, one of the greatest blessings you can give to your kids is to teach them how to be peacemakers. To teach them how to forgive quickly and not hold a grudge. To teach them how to build a bridge with others uh, rather than... Uh, building a defense against others. Uh, these are some things that are great blessings to your children. But one other thing you can do as a mom that will make a great impact for your kids is teach them how to have peace with God. Um, because the Bible says that we are the enemies of God until we come to faith in Jesus Christ. Though he loves us, we're his enemies. And so uh, if you teach your kids about Jesus and the fact that Jesus lived the perfect life they could they couldn't live, and he died the death they deserved, and he rose again, and that he offers forgiveness and eternal life to those who will choose to turn from their own way and their sin to follow Jesus and, and receive his salvation, then you will be giving them a great, great gift. You can't make the decision for them. They have to make that decision on their own, but you can give them the information to make a good decision. Um, I remember one time uh, when, when Megan was little, she, she had questions about hell and the devil. And uh, I was taking her to a doctor's appointment, and for 40 minutes, she asked question after question after question about hell and the devil. And she said, the devil's going to go into the lake of the fire? 
And uh, I said, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, but uh, every question, and then she never asked me about it again. It's, it's funny how that works. But uh, moms can do a great, a great deal uh, to share God's wisdom, but also to teach their kids how to be uh, peacemakers and to how to have peace with God. And so, first of all, the powerful ministry of a godly woman, they can share God's wisdom. Secondly, they can share God's peace. Thirdly, they can share God's leadership. This is really interesting to me. Apparently, there's no man that's in touch with God enough to hear from God at this time in Israel's history. And so, so God communicates through Deborah. In verse 6, it says, She summoned Barak, son of Abinadab, from Kedesh in Naphtali, and said to him, Hasn't the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, Go, deploy the troops on Mount Tabor? In other words, you, you, God's commanded you. Uh, Barak, you're the guy. God's commanded you to lead Israel into battle. And so she is providing leadership for her family. The family of Israel. <laughs> right? Now, Barak, I love this. Uh, great uh, courage and uh, uh, chivalry says, I won't go if you don't go with me. But if you go, I'll go. And, uh, and so she says, okay. She says, I'll go with you. I'm happy to go with you. But you won't get the credit for the battle if I go with you. Uh, God will give Sisera into the hands of a woman. And, of course, it didn't end up being Deborah. It was Jael uh, that was the one that God gave the victory to. But at any regard, uh, Deborah is providing this leadership. And then she's leaving up with God. Um, one of the things that my mother used to do, which I thought was, was humorous, and now my wife's doing it to me. She would, would pray, when she thought my dad was going to make a wrong decision, she would pray that God would change his heart. And a lot of the time it would happen. He would change his mind and decide to do something, something else. And she'd say, yeah, I prayed that you'd change your mind. <laughs> you know, and uh, now my wife does that to me. So, uh, uh, but anyway, um, providing leadership can be in the background through prayer. It could also be through sharing what God lays upon your heart to share. Okay? It doesn't have to descend into nagging. You don't have to do God's work for him and uh, beat your husband over the head with something. But you can just share. Hey, I believe that, that God's gifted you in this way or that God has this for you. And then just leave it with God. Let God work in his life to prepare him for the purposes that he has. Um, I, when I was a, a little boy, I was helping my dad with a construction project. He was getting a little extra money on the side. And uh, I, I came out of the house, and, and uh, dad still had a couple things he had to do, the things I couldn't help him with. And, and my mother told me, she said, today I was praying, sitting here in the car praying, and God told me that he's going to use you in a special way. I mentioned that to her a couple of years ago, and she said, I said that? <laughs> She'd forgotten all about it. But that little word of encouragement has stuck with me all these years. Ladies, your words are powerful. As you share what, what God lays upon your heart to share with your kids and with your husband, God can greatly use you in a leadership capacity to help your husband and your children become the people of God that they need to be. So uh, don't take that lightly. 
keep your ears open to God. Uh, keep praying for your family. Keep sharing as God leads you to share. So some great examples from Deborah about how we can minister, uh, how ladies can minister in the home. God's wisdom, share God's wisdom, God's peace, God's leadership, and finally God's challenge. God's challenge. Verse 9. I will gladly go with you, she said, but you will receive no honor on the road you're about to take. That's the last she says of it. She's not trying to, you know, uh, pressure him into doing uh, what, what he should have done was go gather the troops on his own. That's what God's best was for his life, but he refused to do it. So she works with him where he is and provides support to him where he is. Uh, and by the way, that's a wise thing, ladies. If your husband tries to lead you, don't tell him how he's doing it wrong. Support him. Support him where he is. Encourage him. But, but she shares, she shares and, and this is a challenge. This is, a, okay, Barack, you know really you're supposed to go out and do this on your own. I'll go with you, but here's the deal. And she challenges him. Occasionally, there needs to be challenge. Um, sometimes we're not, no matter who we are, we're not where we need to be spiritually. And we need challenge. We need somebody to tell us the truth. The Bible says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Somebody that truly loves you will tell you the truth. And moms are, are good at doing that. <laughs> you know, they're good at telling the truth sometimes uh, when we need it. Uh, but be, be willing to be used by God in that way as well. You don't have to do it with an unkind spirit or with harshness or with bitterness. Uh, but just gently say what God has laid upon your heart to say and then leave it with God. And uh, this challenge uh, was one way that God was using her in her life. You know, you and I, uh, we, we can't control what other people do, can we? We can't. Um, all we can control is what we do, and we have enough trouble with that, right? So, uh, but what we can do is we can be an instrument in God's hands. No matter who you are, whether you're a mom or whether with just, a, just a regular Christian, uh, you can be used by God if you're just willing simply to be an instrument. If you're willing to, to speak as God leads you to speak, to share God's truth as God leads you to share it, to share God's wisdom as he leads you to share it, you can have a, an impact on others in your life. Uh, one of the greatest ways uh, moms can have impacts on kids is to bring them to church. Um, you know, uh, kids can sometimes be messy, right? They make messes. Sometimes uh, uh, they do the wrong thing. But what a blessing. I remember that we had, we had somebody... Uh, griping about uh, some of the kids that had come in on the uh, van. This is not in this church, but in another church I pastored. And uh, they were sticking gum under the pews. And I'd heard about all of it I could stand. So I said, I wish these pews were just covered solid under each and every one of these pews with gum. You know, because that would mean we're reaching kids for Jesus. And what a What a blessing it is to be able to to have kids in our church service. What a great thing to do this baby dedication today.
What, are the, what the potential of these little ones uh, can be for God. I, I just get excited thinking about them. Um, but as we are faithful to be instruments in God's hands, God can use us to help them fulfill the purpose God's called them to fulfill. Are you willing to be used as an instrument in God's hands? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the great uh, ministry of our mothers to us. And, uh, but God, thank you also uh, for the great ministry of your Holy Spirit within us who uh, helps us to be instruments and leads us in that, uh, who gives us wisdom and who helps us understand God's word. And Lord, uh, I just pray for uh, not only the mothers in here, but also for all of those who are gathered here today. Lord, that we would be faithful uh, to share uh, as you would lead us to, and also sometimes not to share as you would lead us to, uh, but just to be instruments in your hands to accomplish what you desire for our lives. And, And Lord, help us especially accomplish that ministry of reaching people for Jesus Christ. Thank you for the great example of love that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. And uh, Jesus said, no one takes my life willingly. Or no one takes my life from me. I lay it down willingly. Uh, I thank you for that heart of love that you have shown us in the cross. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know Jesus Christ, I pray that today would be the day they come.